scripture that we've been celebrating over Christmas. In Luke chapter 2 verse 17, it says this, that when they had seen him, that's Jesus, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. Shepherds, minding their own business, minding their sheep, when they saw Jesus, it changed their lives and they couldn't shut up about it. Wherever they went, they told them about this baby Jesus and, and people were amazed at what these men had, had, had shared. Do you know, they had a one-to-one encounter with Jesus. Do you know, one-to-one encounters with Jesus are still the norm today for people who come before him in faith. And we're not about religion. We're not about just meeting in a, in a building. We're not about things like that. We're about Jesus coming into the community, moving into the neighborhood, like it said in that version. We're about the reality of knowing him in our lives. And in Psalm 103, verse 2, it says, Forget not all his benefits. Forget not. There might be a lot of things we forget. But we don't need to forget his benefits. In Psalm 78, I'm not preaching this morning, I'm just lining you up, okay? In Psalm 78, it talks about the men of Ephraim and the wonders that he had showed them. Anybody here who has met with Jesus has experienced wonderful things. He has brought you from death to life. He has brought you from darkness into light. He has become the one who sustains our lives and provides every need that we have. And we really should not forget all his benefits. You see, the problem is this. When God does a great thing in our lives... We can forget. And when we forget, we stop being thankful. Does that make sense? We can actually take for granted that God loves us and all the rest of it, but then when things don't work out, our thankfulness doesn't happen. And eventually, if you carry on down that road and you forget and you become less thankful when things happen that challenge the status quo that challenge our nice comfortable lives that challenge what we think God should be doing we actually can become almost bitter and and blame God and so I thought God was on my side and so many people look at what's happening to them and forget him Ephraim Israeli people, God's people, were armed with bows. Do you know something? We are God's people. He's given us everything we need for life and godliness. But when the challenge comes, let's not forget what he has done. Let's not forget. Because when we remember and when we encourage one another with what he has done, it gives us faith for what he's going to do. We remain thankful. We're reminded and the faith that we've had that has seen fruit in our lives takes us other, another step 
so that we can believe him for more. I've just got a bit of, I don't know if it's good news or bad news, but when, when, when God does something in your life and you trust him for it and he comes through, you think, my word, that worked. That was good, wasn't it, eh? But what, he's, what God is doing, he's only lining you up for the bigger <laughs> Does that make sense? It doesn't want you to say, oh, well, that, that's, that's, that's done and dusted. There's a bigger challenge. As you grow and as you trust him more, you're going to grow in the love and grace of him. You see, let's not forget all his benefits. But this morning, it's a little bit over to you. And Judah's going to come and tell you why. Um, yeah, we're going to have an opportunity where we can uh, look back on the year and we can uh, report back and encourage one another with what what God has done. Okay. Um, we did this once before. Um, I'd spoken the previous week on thankfulness and, uh, and then the following day was supposed to preach and he was ill. So I just did a recap of my sermon in five minutes and then handed it over to you guys. If you were here, you remember and lots of people were being uh, giving public thanks for what God had done in their lives. And loads of people afterwards said to me, oh, that was great, we need to do that more often. Well, this is the opportunity. So um, you can either come to the front and eye-to-eye people, or I'll bring you the microphone around, you can stay where you are. But it's important to actually give credit to God for some of the stuff that he's brought you through, that he's done, that he's given you, that he's blessed you with. And when Dave says benefits, it's not that God is the you know big DHSS in the sky that just doles out stuff. Um, benefits means advantages, blessings, positive things that God has done in your life. Often, when you've put him first and you've been obedient and uh, you've um, put God in the centre of your life, then when you, when you do that, then some of those benefits or consequences of living like God um, asks you to do come, come about so have a little think of what over the last year uh, you can thank God for because it's really good to publicly do that and other people can be and they were last time we did this were very very encouraged about um, hearing about what God had done in their lives because not everyone knows what's going off in people's lives and and therefore they were really encouraged. So, who's going to be brave to start me off? Hey. Hi guys. Um, if I remember right, it's about, it is a year ago when I came to Horizon on a, a sort of semi permanent basis. I, I say semi because we're still looking to move on. And at the point I came, um, even though I've been a Christian 50 years now during this past year, at the point I came, it was really tough for me. Some of you will know that. Some of you know bits and pieces. But um, having had my um, accident at work a year before that, um, gone through a tough time. And then this year, or this time last year, I was at rock bottom. Um, if you really want to know what it was like, ask Hazel because 
a lot of the time, I was honestly out of it. But you folk, you prayed for me. You helped me. You encouraged me. Um, March, I ended up in hospital for two weeks. Had 70 seizures in those two weeks, and they gradually got them down. Um, all the trauma of my... having tried to deal with a physical pain reaction. All the trauma opened up as well at the beginning of the year. And... I went through all that trauma stuff and um, it upset my mental health in different ways and things. But as I've gone through that year, um, I haven't come from a point where at times I just found it even difficult to pray. And, you know, been through problems before, but, you know, they ha that, this is the way it happens sometimes. And um, having gone through that year, I know God has been there every step of the way. And... Today I can stand before you and say, because of what God has done, but also thanks to you folk who've helped me and been there for me and encouraged me, I feel so different. Back, back on track with God, where I should be, well, we're more than that. I know that God has done something significant in my life during this time that is going to benefit the people in Norfolk when we move, because God's moving into that neighborhood too. I've no doubt about that. Because I've prayed for it, and God's going to do it and change their lives like he is the lives around here. For most of the year, um, my benefit was stopped um, and waiting to go to a pill. And yet through that year, um, I had no income. Hazel worked part-time, but God provided everything that we needed. Through the whole year, we had one or two gifts come in quite unexpectedly at different times, different amounts as well, which helped. But then, blessing was that in November, I got all my benefit backdated. So God blessed us even more. And <laughs> yeah, I did. No, but honestly, um, all, all, all that's been related to my accident, really, is now all dealt and done with. The claim I was doing is all, is all dealt with. The benefits all dealt with. Um, but because of my physical situation because of problems with my mental health the um, DWP decided I love this I don't need to work anymore for at least two years uh, that takes me past the time when I should be retired and they're going to and they're going to carry on paying me benefit for the, that part of that period for that period till I retire at least maybe a little bit longer so um, God is God is doing things, and God is God it always makes a difference. Just keep looking to Jesus, whatever you're going through. But thank you, too, to all of you, because we really appreciated it as a, as a family. to mingle right um, I shared with the girls and, and I said all the good things that God had done throughout the year but just recently I've been under attack my car got hit somebody tried to empty my credit card after just buying my daughter a computer for her birthday um, but I could still give praise to God because I said I praise God every day because I can tithe 
right? He enables me to tithe. And in that enabling me to tithe, he gives back every week. He shows me ways because I tithe. Um, he's healed me several times this year. You've prayed for me many times. I've had a racing heart and been in and out of hospital. But he has healed me many times, brought me through. There, he delivered me of grief this year, and I'd been grieving 16 years, 15, 16 years, and he delivered me of a depression. I came off my antidepressants that very week and not been on them since. All I can say is he is good, but the one thing I wanted to pray here was you, you spoke about never forget. Now, I have a sister who has dementia. She has forgotten her God. And I pray for every dementia patient that is a Christian that has served God and given him praise. I pray that none of us here ever forget God to the day we die, that we can give him glory every day and that we just hold our hand out when he takes us over. Amen. Can I just say that it's your sister, yeah? Yeah. Um, when you get older, the first thing that suffers a bit is your body. I find I can't, even a young man like me, can't do, or at least middle-aged anyway, can't do some of the things I used to do. And if I do them, I do them a bit slower. Um, I can get on down, but it's getting on up that's the problem sometimes. The second thing that can go in our, in our lives is our minds. But the one thing that's eternal is our spirit. Amen. And, and I know a little bit about dementia, as you know, and my poor old dad, bless him. Um, and he didn't really know what was going on at the end. But I, I, I knew with all my heart that what Jesus had done in his life and made him alive in the spirit, that's eternal. So, Pam, I want to say your sister is in the hands of the living God and whatever her mind is doing and whatever she might think or say, he's got her. He's got her. There's a story of, I saw a terrible film. It was a black and white film of these American sailors and this great big hot air balloon came down and it was their job to grab the ropes and tether it to the ground. Um, so it was secure on these fixed tethers. It was a huge thing. So all these guys went and grabbed a rope, but before they could tether it down, a gust of wind took this balloon up again, and of course they let it go, except some people tried to hang on to it, which was like trying to stop an aeroplane takeoff. And what happened was this, it was a, a dreadful film, there's a funny noise coming on here, but it was a dreadful film because all these poor sailors that held on, it was tragic, they all dropped off and got killed, except one. And when he came down to earth, they said, how come the other people fell off the ropes and you stayed on? He said, well, the other guys were hanging on, but I wrapped a rope around me and it was holding me. I want you to know, folks, you will not drop off when Jesus has got his rope around you.
all right? He's got hold of you. You haven't got a hold of him. I don't know why I said all that, but I think you needed to hear that, and I think that's important. Amanda, where are you? So, I won't go. My testimony is part of me and my mum. She doesn't know I'm going to say this. I wasn't going to say it, but my biggest lesson this year is I've learned to listen to God. It started the weekend before Cherish. Mum still blames Jill. <laughs> Till this day, mum had a blue nose and was wheezy. Being people of a certain age, you don't want to go to doctors because you fear something's going to be wrong. Jill mentioned, oh, your mum's got a blue nose, a bit wheezy, maybe get it checked out. And at the time, we just wanted to go to doctors to get to have a blue badge. So that was my way of getting her into the doctors. We got to the doctors, and the doctor straight away said, ignore the blue badge, go straight to A&E. We went to A&E, and she had, not everyone knows this, and she might not want me to share it, but I am. She got told she had a resting heart rate of 125, which is not good. And they kept asking whether she had chest pains, or because they were treating it for a suspected heart attack at the time, because you don't always have pain. But they kept her in hospital, done all the checks. She came out, but it was literally the Thursday. We had Cherish. No, it's the Wednesday, and we had Cherish the Thursday, and I weren't going to go Cherish because my mum's in the hospital. But me and Becky went up to the hospital on the Thursday, and something inside me said go, and I looked at my mum in the face, and I said to her, do you want me to go to Cherish or not? Because I would have stayed. And she said, I want you to go. At Cherish... This year, I just learned so much to listen to God, to actually put my trust in him. And whilst we was there, I shared when we come back, Jenny went and visited mum and sent me a text and said she seemed to be relaxed and they getting it under control, so I relaxed. Came home from Cherish, mum came out of hospital. Then I had a relationship breakup. I was in that relationship. I was looking to move in away. But when that relationship broke up, normally, mum would admit this, I have a tendency to go back. In my, all my past relationships, I've gone back. Because something said this time, don't. And one Sunday here, I think Jill was speaking, and it was about struggles. And they said, if you had any struggles, come to the front and we'll pray. Mum wasn't here. And Jill prayed for me and said, And I do believe you've given up smoking and you've lost a lot of weight this year, haven't you? Yeah. You sure you don't want to say anything? You do really. Just plucking up the courage. Um, I just want to praise God for what God has done to us. Um, um, in this um, 21st century now, it's very, very difficult when you have like three teenagers. Um, <laughs> but um, I know. but um, um, because I've seen, we've seen a lot of things happening in this country, like the stabbing, the this and that going on. So, um, but in my case, it's different. This three teenagers of God 
they've never involved in any problem before. Never. So when they go out, you could know, you could tell that they, they will never go to the wrong place. And when they come in, they come in on time. They always at home. They don't go out that much. But they go out when they want to go out and they come back on time. It's difficult to look after five children. But this one, these five kids that me and my missus looking after, it's like we're looking after one child because they're very, very good children. So you can't wish for any better children than this. And um, secondly, my mom back home was very, very sick. She got a um, stroke. She had a very serious stroke that affects the whole part of her body. But um, I always pray. Some I know my missus sometimes she thinks I don't pray, but I always pray in my heart. Um, um, so I pray to God to, you know, to see her through. Then nowadays she's very, very strong and healthy. So I can't, I can't wish for anything better than what God has done to me. So I really appreciate that. Mrs. has got to say about that. Her name's Angela, by the way, not Mrs. Anybody else? Oh, sorry. Hello. Uh, 2019's been an interesting year. It's been a very difficult year. Um, those of you who don't know, I was diagnosed back in March with depression, which for me was a big deal, and it's, it's one of those things where it's been a problem for longer than that, but it took a lot of friends sort of going to me, come on, let, let's get this sorted, for me to actually get on with it, go and get a diagnosis or whatever, and um, it's been a year that constantly at every turn has felt like fear has tried to grip a hold and prevent me from moving on and getting on with stuff and um, in particular it's been a year where just so much has kind of gone wrong trying to sort of keep me in that place of sort of like being scared for the future like have I had two months off in from April to June because of depression and then ended up as a re result of that struggling, struggling with work um, my probation then fell through because understandably if somebody's been off like two months or less six month probation you can't really can't really logistically give him a job. But, um, and then I joined on as and as and when at the same company, and now that's also fallen through. But one thing that I've been reminded of is, is so in, in church up in Norfolk, not Norfolk, Coventry, we've been doing a whole series on Exodus for the past year and a bit. It's, it's been a long one. And one thing that's constantly stuck in my mind is Moses at the burning bush where he's like, I mean, he's terrified and he's like, I can't talk. I can't, how do you expect me to do this? I, I, I don't have a voice. I, I don't talk. And God says, you're going to go and you're going to talk and you're going to have Aaron go with you. And this entire year, at every turn, I have had people around me holding me up when I've not been able to stand myself and that's been really important and Exodus as a whole is kind of mapped out this year in a way because you know what the Israelites walked around in the desert for 40 years wondering what was going on and whilst I'm hoping it won't be 40 years literally for me that would be a bit long um, 
I know full well that this is a journey and there's still a way to go but I'm optimistic because even the Israelites left the desert eventually and you know what in the end they, ended, they did it together and God's put a lot of people and a lot of support and just a lot of things to combat fear in my life over the last year so it's yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to 2020. It's going to be a good one. Very articulate young man. Are you coming out here or are you staying there? Um, 2019's been a good year for me, to be honest. I haven't really got a lot of negative things to say, more positive. Uh, I gave my life to God, which is obviously a big thing. Um, and with that, I feel that my children also gave their life to God. Um, I think that God speaks to me through my children. Um, when I'm having a bad day or a wobble or a bit of a negative Nelly situation, my kids kind of come up to me in the weirdest of ways and they seem to know that something's wrong. Uh, and they just do little things like they give me a cuddle or they say mum I love you or you're good or you're beautiful or whatever when I'm feeling like I'm not they say I am I think it's just what kids are meant to do to be honest but there we go um, also my uh, daughter is in a specialist unit at school um, which she's no longer in she's now going to mainstream um, and uh, that was a lot of praying to try and give her the normality that she wanted um, and with that, she's also going to the same school as Harrison, which is the Church of England school. So that's another prayer answered for me. So, yeah, not negative at all this year. It's been quite quite a good first year of uh, being with God, and uh, I look forward to many more years to come. This is the decade where I got my paint box out again. And this is the decade where I went from, no, I can't paint, I can't do art, can't do faces, can't do hands, to painting. I've done portraits, I've done hands. Um, and more importantly, it's the decade in which God started to use my art to bless other people. And for me, that's huge. You know, when, when you do a picture for somebody and God speaks through it and he says things that you never saw in the painting yourself, that's amazing. So that's a huge blessing. And I've given up teaching this decade as well. <laughs> so that's great. Thanks. Um, so thinking back to this time last year, it was at the end of quite a difficult 2018 for me. If you remember, my London mum, Beryl, died quite suddenly. And Dave, her husband, was in hospital for several months. Um, and there was a lot of worry with that. And actually, through it all, God was always with me and always on my side. And even though you grieve, and even though you've got the loss of Beryl, and you're worried about Dave, what a blessing to have them in my life for those years. What amazing blessing from God. And this has been a difficult year for him. He's had a few operations. He's been in hospital. But actually, as we turn into 2020, he's quite settled now up in Ipswich. 
He's in a care home. He's beginning to recover from his last bout of illness. He was, I Skyped him, FaceTimed him the other day, and he was showing me how much he could stand up now. Uh, and this chap, they used to go walking loads, but these last few years he's been getting older and a bit frailer, and the last illness really knocked his physical ability. But, you know, you can start to see that spark coming back. You can start to see that, that day from before coming through. And uh, I think my relationship with Julie, his daughter, is better now than it's been for several years. And we've kind of walked this last 18 months together, sisters, working it, working it through. So, yeah, I'm really grateful to God that despite some really bad times, 2019 has been great. And obviously, to finish it with a ring is no bad thing. I don't want to do a spoiler alert. I mean, whenever we tell our people that someone's got engaged, they're all like, oh, no, there goes another one. Because Shona got engaged and married and went... Who else was it? Samantha got engaged and went... You were looking like you were going in that direction, but thankfully the Lord stepped in. She's not going, no, absolutely. So we had a word with God, and we said enough is enough. Uh, we export these people and we're very grateful for them and whatever we say. But when she's taught to go out with Lee, I'm like, Lord, please. And guess what? He's coming here. <laughs> Actually, tell him the bonus to that, right? Because God knew all that before and he's, he's up to stuff, isn't he? Yeah, so it's. Yeah, bits and pieces just sort of unfold, don't they, sometimes, and you, you don't necessarily make a plan. Uh, God had spoken to me um, perhaps a year and a half ago, um, and I don't know if you, do you ever sit with God in your quiet times and you just sort of hear bits and pieces and you think, is that God talking to me? Am I actually hearing bits and pieces? So I passed to where I was, um, I said, listen, I need to share, this is what I think God's put in my heart, and then uh, t- a couple of, it was about a month afterwards, there was a prophet came and he spoke over me and he just there was stuff that God's been working at I was, I was actually looking at um, my daily reading this morning and looking at the past where I've come from where I've been uh, over the years and years and how God has walked me through these bits and pieces and as this prophet came he spoke and he said two other things that I wasn't expecting but the last one he shared was almost like a word for word of what I'd shared with my pastor I said don't tell him I knew the guy was coming don't say anything and he stood up and says, like, almost you were prophesying of what the prophet was going to prophesy over you because it was so accurate. I was like, okay. So God's definitely got a plan for me in the past. And you don't know some of the bits and pieces, but um, I've walked through years and years of just dealing with some bits and pieces inside. And he's so gentle and so loving and so caring, grace, gracious, that he allows you just to change under your own time sometimes. And he's allowed that to happen. Uh, some future stuff still to happen but beyond the scenes all of a sudden work came in hmm, do you fancy moving from the West Morning office and moving to, to London and working out of the London office so, hmm, well not sure really so, so that starts on the 1st of January and everything is just laid out before me as, and I've, I've come to realise as you look back he's had this master plan working out and all these things are falling into place and you think at the time it's like oh, am I going to get through this one bad things seem to come into your life but actually today's reading was you look back in the past and you can see an evidence of God does this, God's done this God's done this, time and time again 
And it's the same message that's been going for 15, 20 years now. We've, I want that part of you. I want that part. And I've got a date. There's, there's other things that have come for the future where I put my name down on um, just an amends week away, effectively. I never do this sort of stuff. It's not my, my real thing. And it's uh, stick your name in a pot. And if you're lucky enough to have your name drawn out, then you get to go to it. It's great. But it's oversubscribed every time. I was thinking, it's not going to happen. Put my name in thinking, ah, I'd be fine. And the next day, my name was drawn out of the pot. <laughs> <It's> like, <sighs> so this little one here has uh, been going, you need to go, you need to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, just put your name in the pot. Just put your name in the pot. It'd be fine. If it happens, it happens. And again, I can see God's going, this is the time. It's going to deal with this one, going to deal with that one. I can see now there's a, fut a future to match up with the past. And all this, this work that God was speaking to me before, the prophet has spoken and said, yeah, I've got this in hand, I've got this in hand. And it's all starting for 2020 to all fulfill. And I can see it lining up. God's got a plan for me, just like he's got a plan for everyone. And it's just unwinding in his time now. It's me letting go and, and walking with it. But yeah, it's been a great year. So just seeing things go. There'll be some cultural changes, one of which is we don't have lucky in this church, we have blessed. Don't we? Don't we? Ian Green's got something to answer for. Um, first of all, um, my husband has said it all. I just want to thank God for something that's been going in my heart since morning. I think, um, well, first of all, I just want to thank him for letting me to say that right now and to do it because in my mind I think God is telling me to pray for the teenagers yeah and having tried to hold it inside me so um, I think that's what what God wants me to do right now so um, I just want to thank God for first of all um for what is done for my family and for giving us the grace and the strength because so, we can say we're one of the luckiest people despite of anything. He's been there for us. He's been there with our teenage children. And at this moment, I said, God, please, I pray for all the teenagers in this community, in the UK, I pray for all the teenagers, oh God, for you know what their mind is telling them to do, but we don't know. But for God, I said, Lord, may you call them, show them the way, let them come to you, oh God. Father, lead them, touch them, let them know that you are the only God that can help them. Let them know that you are the only one that can open the way for them. Let them know that you are the only one that they can talk to. Let them know that you are the only one that they can cry to. Let them know that you are the only one that they can communicate to in any way, oh God, for our teenagers are going astray, oh God. But for God, we want them to come and give you praise. For God, we want them to come and give you glory. We want them to come and give you honor. Lord, we pray for our mothers, our fathers, our parents, all of us that are going through tough teenagers in our life, in our family. Lord, may you direct them 
on how to do it, on how to call your teenage children to come and worship you, oh God. For you alone can do this, but no one else. Lord, at this moment, I say, may your peace, may your love, may your door be open for our teenage children, oh Lord. Touch them wherever they may be and bring them to come and worship you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so um, over this past year, I've um, been told by God multiple times that I'm loved, that I'm cared for, that no matter what, he's there for me. And I've constantly gone, well, I haven't got a job. What am I to do? What am I going to do with my life? What do you want me to do? And he's gone, help people, help people. And I'm like, how does that help me? How am I supposed to understand that? What does that tell? What are you trying to tell me? And o over this past year, he's gone. There's people out there with mental health. There's people out there with issues far greater than yours. Yours may may be that you don't understand me, but there's people out there that don't understand me yet. I want you to talk to them. Be be my speaker and talk to them and get them to help themselves they need help from you and that is what I am planning to do like God has given me the plan and said go ahead with it so this year I will this year coming up and the end of this year I'm gonna bucket through and try to push myself to be there for as many people as I can with mental health For a boy that was never supposed to live, that is awesome. Yeah, I, I'm. As you know, I'm quite shy about coming up the front. So, yeah. Um, I just thought after what had been said, it'd be remiss of me um, not to sort of be so thankful for what God's done for for our children. Um, you know, I think it was quite nice having a wedding during the year. It was all right. And I tell you what, um, God's given us a, a beautiful daughter-in-law who is just amazing and a, a, a wonderful addition to our family. And you were talking about teenagers and, and that, you know, I can't thank God enough for Tom. And I might start getting issues. Um, but also, do you know allergies? Yeah, yeah. This is one thing as well. I'm constantly amazed about Emily. Um, she's in there now with the kids. And if you told me how much Emily could do and how amazing she is, I couldn't believe when I heard her singing um, at the carol concert, carol service. I didn't realize she was that good. You know, does that sound... So, you know, she was great. And, and I haven't done anything to deserve this at all, to have an amazing family. And Lucy came up, and uh, she found her way here. Lucy has all sorts of uh, 
uh, of problems. She had special needs when she was at school. Um, she's the sort of person who would find at school would find a problem finding her way to the classroom. I'm not exaggerating. I mean, she did. Um, and she had to have help on about that. And now she lives in Brighton, and we were quite scared when she moved down to Brighton, away from us, where, you know, if she phoned us, we could just nip down there, you know, uh, and, and look after her when she was in Sutton. But now she's in Brighton. But she's had problems and ups and downs, and some things have, have knocked her a bit, but she's got through it, and, it, and it's amazing. And it's all God's stuff. It's all brilliant God's stuff. And I suppose I'm here now, I hope I don't hog things, but some of my lovely friends here, you know, uh, you know, people like, people like Hillary that, uh, and Amanda that we've prayed so much for in our, in our house group. Uh, and, uh, and, and Derek, you know, who I've known for so many years, who's not here now, you know, finding out that he had cancer just when it was about to begin, and, and I've told you before, I, I, I sat by his bed 20 or so years ago, yeah, 20 years ago it would have been, when we didn't know if he'd, he'd live, you know, because he had that bowel cancer then, and it, it was terrible. Uh, and he was in high dependency and everything, and whatever, I don't know, I, I get muddled up, Elaine would correct me, no doubt. But um, it, you know, he's been looked after and he's not the only one and I've seen my my good friends down the bottom you know Dave and Judith having mass of things happen to them this year and I still see them standing well Judith's been sitting more today but you know she, you know God is so good God upholds us doesn't he he keeps us going you're right you mustn't forget all the great things even when you're going through the bad stuff you know what you what you learn in the light helps you in the dark you know uh, and you just got to hold on to that I, I've had a really great year really I can't complain about my year it's been brilliant but I've seen people around me suffer more and and the other thing I just wanted to say thank God for, um, besides Elaine putting up with me so much, because uh, she does, um, it is a miracle, as Dave says, um, but more Judith should know, really. Um, but I, I hope it doesn't sound sort of big-headed or anything, but I think this year God's given me a voice, and... Um, I've been sort of standing up talking to people for years, you know, doing preaches or whatever you like to call them. And I, I never really think, you know, should I be up here? You know, I think, should I? But this last year, the responses I've had from people have been like nothing I've had ever before in my whole life. And something, I don't quite understand why, and I don't. <laughs> I I almost don't want to know why, because it might go, you know. But but I want I want that to carry on in two twenty two thousand and twenty. Um, yeah, God is amazing, isn't he? Just amazing.
We could go on and on and on and on and on. Um, yeah, Bob just uh, alluded to the fact that we've had some challenges this year, you know, about my dad and uh, he's with Jesus right now. That's good. We still miss him, of course. And uh, in a sense, um, for those of you who don't know, he, he, um, he was 93. Uh, he had worsening dementia. And some of the things he said to me were hilarious. <laughs> Other things were, were not. Um, remember he said he had a horse in the living room. I said, a what? He said, I had a horse in the living room in here. I said, you probably didn't, actually, Dad. He said, I did. I said, well, where is it now? He said, the jockey took it away. <laughs> so who am I? Who am I to say he's wrong? Um, so you have to kind of laugh with it sometimes. But do you know what? Like I said to Pam, his mind might have gone, but he's with Jesus now, and that eternal spirit is alive. But I just want to say from our perspective that we went through... It was a difficult time. It's, it's nothing that other people haven't had to deal with. I know that. But it, it, we were dealing with it. Can I, and I've said this before. Church family, you were outstanding. Thank you, thank you, thank you for giving us some slack. Because we weren't, I mean, I don't feel I've been firing on all four cylinders, really, with all this to deal with. But you've been there for us. And I thank God for this church family. We call it a family a lot. And whether you've been here from the establishment of this church nine years ago, come in between, or you've only been coming a couple of weeks, you belong. You are as important and you are as valued and you are part of this place. And God's got a work for you, a vision for your life, and you're here for a reason. I don't believe we choose churches. I believe God tells us which church we should be part of because it's our family and it's where and, and, and when it's like that when things in the church aren't all perfect well you know God put you here so suck it up and try and change it from the inside and you know God's grace I just, I, we're going to have a time of prayer um, but there's a, another bit of good news Jim put a praise card in earlier on and he said the birth of my granddaughter Cara yesterday. Wonderful, mate. Six pounds, six ounces. That's, uh, that's really great. Uh, it's his eldest daughter, Alison, and family. They're very happy at the birth went to plan. So congratulations. That's really great news and uh, fantastic. Christmas gets even more expensive. Yes, that's great. But that's great news. That's great news. Um, we're going to pray for things. But one thing I'd like to do, we've heard the great announcement. I'd like to pray us just to speak a blessing upon Lee and Jill. I want to pray for Bob and Elaine. They're going to New Zealand next Saturday for about four weeks. Yeah, so... He went like that. Have a rest. <laughs> I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. That's what I'm, no, no, we're going to miss you. 
Elaine. <laughs> but no, seriously, we want to pray God's blessing and safety upon them. In the name of Jesus, yeah? We're going to spend a bit of time praying, and then we're going to break bread together, and then we're going to have tea and coffee, then we're going to go home. Got it? So there's a few things to pray for, but uh, let's have Bob and Elaine. Can you just stand up, please? And let's just stretch our hands out to them right now, and let's really pray that God will bless them as they, as they go. Who would like to pray? Someone like Liz and Greg. Yeah? And they've just been looking forward to this trip, and we hope that this trip will go to plan, and that they will feel you with them along the journey, and they'll be very safe where they're going to and enjoy this wonderful experience and bring them back to us safely. We just miss them, dear Lord, and we bless them. Amen. And we pray for a divine appointment for them in every step of the way. Watch them, watch over them, bless them and use them for your kingdom. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We lend you to New Zealand for a few weeks. Be blessed. Let's pray for this wonderful young couple. <laughs> it really shines, doesn't it? <laughs> it really shines. Can't you stand up a moment? Come on, let's, uh, let's pray for, the, for these two. Father, we lift up Jill and Lee to you in the name of Jesus and we thank you for your hand that has just led them both. A bit of a testimony there from Lee about the way you've been speaking in his life. But we thank you that you brought two lives together. And Lord, we believe that you are right at the center of this. And Lord, together, will you take these two exceptional people and multiply their effectiveness and their service for you. So we commit them to you and all the plans that lie ahead, we commit to you in Jesus' name. We thank you for them, Lord. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. Amen. Great. Okay. What I'd like to do is, there's just a few things that I'd like us just to lift up before the Lord to pray about. And then I'd like us to pray for the new year and for all that God has got for us. Even if you don't know what God's got for you, God knows, all right? So uh, I told you it was going to be a bit different this morning, but that's great. Um, can we? I'll just read these out, and then we're going to pray. Um, I've got a prayer request for, for Richard, uh, Richard Ballard. Uh, he's got a nasty cold cough bug. There's a lot of that about right now, isn't there? But uh, just uh, been asked that we pray for a, uh, a speedy recovery. His work is very stressful time-consuming with a lot of pressure from two long-standing clients and because of the length of relationship with both clients their difficulties affect him emotionally as well so he, he's going through a tough time so we really need to pray with him we need to stand with Jenny and we need to pray in the name of Jesus all right for Richard and he needs to be back at work tomorrow right we'll pray you'll be fit enough um, can we pray for Josh as well? He came up and shared earlier on, but he's, he says, I'm still employed, but I've been applying for jobs, and I'm optimistic. Really need 20 hours a week, so I have enough to live on whilst writing my novel. That's the ideal, for income 
any income would be amazing. <laughs> no, the feeling, my friend. Yeah, so we're going to pray that God will provide your needs. All right? The right job. Okay? Now, where are we? Yeah, we've had a, a few things. Father-in-law, Alan. Please. Oh, you got a text. Okay. Um, he came out of hospital, I think, because they haven't got enough beds. But anyway. But he was keeping food down and drink down. But I've just had a text from my mum. He's been sick again and complaining about a pain in his side, even in his back. So he's taken a, a step back today. I mean, most of you know he's got prostate cancer um, and stuff. So if you can just... Uh, yeah, pray that God's timing and that he won't suffer. Yeah, so I think you got the, the email went out, didn't it? So some of you know about, about that. Um, so we pray for, for Alan. Uh, Veronica, not here this morning, but her grandfather in Venezuela died. So if we could just remember her. And we got a text just through while this meeting was happening. From Sam and Hannah, uh, Sam's friend, I think Shirag, Shirag, or whatever, yeah, his name. Um, his dad, Shirag's dad, had a heart attack on the 27th a couple of days ago. He's uh, in intensive care right now. Can we pray for him? All right. So let's do those things, shall we? Um, so that's Alan, Veronica. And the family, Shirag, and about his dad, Richard, and Josh. Okay? Let's, yes, that's about it on the prayer ones. Just get together with a couple of people. Can you just pray? I'll just read them out again while you're assembling with somebody else. And can you just, even if you don't all pray for all of them, we'll all get them prayed for if we all pray for something, okay? So let's just do that. So that's Alan. Veronica and her family, Sam's friends, Father, Richard, and Josh, that he will get work. All right, let's just pray for a few minutes. We've prayed. Uh, actually, we've begun to pray. There's a little verse in the New Testament that says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. And I want to encourage you this week, this year that not just when you pray for folk on a Sunday and you hear something said and you pray but I'd encourage all of you today to take one of those things away and continue to pray we want to see God answer these situations and do his will so please pray without ceasing Time is running away like anything. I felt it would be good to just finish off today doing two things. If we can multitask, that would be great. Apologies, fellas, if you can have a problem with that. But um, I'd like us to finish today by breaking bread together, uh, to take communion. And uh, we need four people to go and do that that I haven't arranged for. But uh, look at that. Look at you. Monitors. Thank you. But also, I'd like us to pray for the coming year as well. Um, just a few things, really. Um, 
we've said before we might be getting to that place where we we call it call it retiring but we're not going anywhere we're here to serve Jesus for the rest of our lives got it because that's why we're here but isn't it good that we are seeing a younger generation of people taking on responsibilities and roles of leadership in this church that's going to take us into the future can you pray for those young people Wes is obviously an Ashton pray for them but pray for people like Sam uh, others who are, are taking responsibility for the future and I just also just to pray this, this morning and just take these on in heart let's pray for Jesus in the neighbourhood that people will come to Jesus it's great to hear of folks who have got saved this year and come to find him right we want more not because we want to build a big church and be, be, be big it's because we want to reach people for Jesus who don't know him yet and the neighbourhood needs to have Jesus right in the centre of it okay and we're here for a purpose let's pray for a new anointing of the Holy Spirit it'd be good to pray for one another that God will bless you and use you in ways that you've never known before obviously Jordan's got something on him that God has given him that he didn't have before you're the same God's got something for you in this new year and also uh, let's pray that many people would come to Jesus and Jesus and, and earlier mentioned Angela about young people we really need God to move in the youth work of this church as well to see many young lives come to Christ so let's commit this coming year thanking him for his goodness in the past and looking forward to the new year you know at the end of his ministry before he died Jesus broke bread he knew his time was coming to an end ministering on the earth but he was handing on to the church and, he, and in, with his disciples he said he took the cup and gave thanks and said this is take this and divide it among you for I tell you that I will not drink of, again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes he took the bread he gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying this is my body given for you do this remember we mustn't forget do this in remembrance of me in the same way after the supper he took the cup saying this cup is a new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you and he shared that and he said do this in remembrance of me for as you take this bread and drink this wine you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes he wasn't looking back he was looking forward so that's what we do this morning so if you know and love Jesus this morning you're welcome do join with us to take the bread and the wine so Father we thank you for your goodness to us we look to this coming year we pray that, Lord, as the bread and wine come round, that you'll help us just to bring those things before you. And can I encourage you, pray out loud for those things I mentioned to you, for the future, for people to come to Jesus, for our young folks, for, for the, those who will be taking up responsibility in this coming year, for a greater anointing. Lord, we just take this bread and drink this wine. It's a picture of our unity with you, with one another and the fact that you are going to do great things.